Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet, and welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. Hiya! I'm Chris, I'm here with Alan, we are currently in a car. Where is the car? We're on, we're just coming up to the M25. Okay, so we're driving home right now. It is currently 17 minutes past midnight, which, I mean, is relatively early in terms of the projected time that we will arrive back home yeah so we've endeavored to attempt to record this in the car um so if if there is any drop in sound quality this is free (laughs) so suck it yeah blame brighton for being bloody miles away blame brighton blame east grinstead (laughs) for being our detour um but we are on our way back from Brighton. We've been to uh, Riptide. Riptide Wrestling. The Storm. The Storm. Um, what was the name of the venue? Uh, at the Brighthelm Centre. Yeah, right in the centre of Brighton. Yeah, it seemed to be a, a bit of a happy clappy church. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you yeah, know, it was alright. Yeah, I, I really like the venue. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was... It's not often you'll find a suitable venue in the centre of a town like Brighton. Sure. Um, it was right near pubs and right next to a car park. Um, and it was big enough. And I quite like the aesthetic of it, even though that aesthetic was basically just bare white walls. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't as enamoured with it as you were. Just a big hall. Yeah. With a stage on it. Um the show was well lit. Yeah. Um, there was there was quite a nice moment where um, I think it was Spike Trevay was in the ring and he was about to do something dastardly and the lighting dipped a little bit and then as he did his dastardly act, the lighting went back up again. Quite like that. That was nice. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, you have to excuse me. I've got a bit of a cold right now. I'm, I'm actually feeling right now the most bunged up I have all day yeah I feel like I've got a bit nasally um, got that podcast flu I got that podcast fever that's going around um, but all in all I think it was a fun show a little bit of a weird show in parts yeah yeah I mean some bits out of their control yeah um, yeah well, we'll get into that yeah other bits um, I presume by design and some other bits um, probably in control of the people who um, shouldn't have been allowed to take control of them. Yeah, I mean um, that can that can happen. Um, but yeah, we'll get onto that. Yeah, uh, as we go. But we had a lovely day. Yeah, um, it was a nice day. We had a nice drive down. It's really warm. Yeah, yeah, it's um, been a very 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 clement weather. It was. Uh, we went we went through East Grinstead. Yep, um, which is home to one of the longest continuous wooden framed buildings in the world apparently yeah apparently just yeah. one off and um, a beautiful uh, vintage steam railway yeah uh, uh, and then we went kind of cross country to uh, Brighton 
um, down a road which claimed that over the past year there had been 202 deer collisions. Yeah. Now, that is, on average, one every four days. Well, that's four a week. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, four a week, sorry. Quite a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. I I was genuinely worried that we were going to be one of those people. because I can't imagine the deer survive these collisions. So, how many deer are there? Well, less, um, 202 less every year. Yes. Um... We didn't see any. No. No. Um, we said we did see uh, uh, a little area that was signposted Chelwood Vatchery. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we speculated whether that was a person's name. Yeah, it could be. Because there was another bit that was just um, signposted trees. Yeah. Lovely part of the country. Yeah. But some kind of Sussex area. Yeah. I think we've got into. West, east. The, there was a point where north. it was like, this is north... East Sussex, northeast west Sussex. Yeah. Um, but we went down to Peacehaven, didn't we? So let's yeah. get into it. Let's get into Love the Graps. Hashtag Love the Graps. Um, love the Graps number one, numero uno, yeah. top of the pops, um, has to be um, our a visit to our, well, our future partners in crime. Yeah. Um, the people business who are gonna, associates. They're going to stump up that NOLA money. Yeah. You know, we've got to get that serious bank yeah um and that is we took a trip to peacehaven and visited a wimpy yeah we went to finally made it to a wimpy yeah um we live in a bit of a, a, a sparse area for wimpies um not no, so down south no we do live in a no wimpy zone yeah we had a choice of four um and we chose the peacehaven one yeah peacehaven itself lovely name yeah a bit of a um I imagine that back in the 60s and 70s, that was a lovely little town. Yeah. That hasn't changed. Hasn't no. changed a bit. And, and that might explain why there's still a wimpy there. You go up that one road that is Peacehaven, and like every, all the all the shops and all the businesses seem to be set in like houses. Yeah, even like, nationwide. There was a branch of, branch of Nationwide Building Society yeah. that appeared to have once been somebody's house. Yeah, Peacehaven appears to be one street. Yeah. Uh, right next to the sea, which is nice. Yeah, yeah well, as yeah. we were leaving Peacehaven, lovely bit of scenery. Yeah. Um, uh, some lovely scenery inside the um, Wimpy as well. Yeah. Had a nice, uh, had a nice sit-down meal, didn't we? Yeah. A 14-year-old girl came and took our order. <laughs> I don't know. She might not have been 14. Yeah, in a black uniform. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Wimpy has a goth aesthetic to it. Well, late, later in the, um, later in our meal, or well, actually after our meal, um, it, it seemed like it was her first day. Oh right. Like the the older fella, yeah. who the Wimpy manager. Um, yeah. Mr. Wimpy, we'll call him. Yeah, Gavin Wimpy. Yeah. Um, he appeared to be showing her how to use the till. Right. So maybe it was her first day. Maybe um, it's a family business. Maybe like Wimpy and Wimpy and daughter. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, uh, buy a uh, a mega burger, which is a burger with a bender. <laughs> yeah. I had a uh, a spicy bean burger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say. It was very nice that we didn't ask for the meal deal, um, but they gave us the meal deal. That's just great service. That's just the great service you come to expect from a Wimpy. Yeah, I mean, it's a limited menu. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Particularly for myself, not eating meat. 
Yeah. Um, but it is nice to go into what is essentially a fast food restaurant and get a plate in cutlery. Yeah. Although, I will add, I was the only one at my table of four who used said cutlery. Yeah. The thing is, like, I, I was tempted to use it for the fries, uh, but there's no way I'm cutting up a burger bun. Mate, the whole point of Wimpy is they give you a knife and fork. Yeah, but the whole point of a burger bun is that you don't need to use a knife and fork you eat with your hands. A burger bun's just a sandwich. Yeah, and come on, we all know about the possibly apocryphal story of how the sandwich was invented, um, where some fella named Sandwich wanted to be able to eat with that one hand. But what was he doing? Planning war. He was playing cards. Were you playing cards? I was playing with something but yeah I was the only one who used the cutlery um, so you were the you were the one in the wrong then no because you were the only one doing it I'm the only one doing the desired purpose nobody came out and said anything Do you know what I mean like, they no, were just too polite they were very polite yeah they were too busy having a run in with a, what basically looked like a drifter there was there was a very odd man came in yeah um, I think it was, I mean, it's a wimpy. It's basically odd people <laughs> visiting wimpies. Well, I will say that when, uh, to, after we uh, finished our meal, before we left, I went to uh, to use the restroom. And uh, a, a young boy had used it in, in front of me. And uh, he'd, done <laughs> he, a, he'd used it in front of you. <laughs> no, it's not actually in front of me. In front of your very eyes. Before me. And okay. He, he'd done a, before he'd, you. He'd done a poo. And... Um, <laughs> Did bother flushing. That's how they roll in Peace Haven. Yeah. Yeah. Is um, that a Peace Haven thing or is that a wimpy thing? I don't know. Either way, I wasn't a fan yeah. of it. Um, but we left there and we went off into Brighton. Yeah. Uh, but we we finally made it. I've got to say, uh, I'm, if you're listening, Wimpy, um, I don't I don't want you to get this particular franchisee in trouble. Because, I mean, he, he didn't do anything wrong. But I did feel a little underwhelmed by my Wimpy experience today. I don't know about you, yeah, I mean, but I I, I, I enjoyed. Do you know what? My favourite part of the whole thing was the bender. <laughs> it was a Frankfurt Frankfurter style sausage. Yeah. Um, twisted up and put into a bun, and I enjoyed that. Yeah. No, I don't have a lot of Frankfurter style sausages in my life. Yeah. Um, the most disappointing part of the wimpy was that we weren't allowed in to what seemed to be the children's party room. Yeah. And had some horrifying. Murals. I think they were murals commemorating the death of <laughs> of the wimpy beef eater. Right. And maybe some children that had had a bad birthday. Yeah, there appeared um, to be a scene painted of a children's birthday party. One of the children appeared to be Ed Scoopot Stewart from right, Cracker Jack right. and singing the national anthem. That's a, that's a very, very dated reference. <laughs> Do you know what? There'll be people who listen to this podcast. Probably a large majority of our audience will get that, though. Yeah, I mean that's too dated for me. <laughs> so, yeah. But if you if you got that, I don't want you listening to me. You're only allowed to listen to Alan. If you're too young, if you're too young to get that, you're you're on, I'm with you. You're on my side. We're the cool ones. Mate, Ed Stupot Stewart has never been YouTube. That's all I'm saying. It's coming. It's good. They'll get them all one day. Yeah. Um 
Should we talk about the wrestling show? Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but thumbs in the middle for Wimpy. I will I yeah. will give Wimpy another go. Room for improvement. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the wrestling show. Yeah. What did we love? Well... What else did... What I mean, what about this trip, what were our other Love the Grapses is? Well, let's talk about a banger of a match. Yeah? Yeah. The... Uh, what I, what I re- jokingly referred to as the main event, and you'll find out later why, uh, was actually the uh, first half, first half main, main event. event. That, that's a thing now, isn't it? It shouldn't be a thing. Cards should build. Um, but it was very much well, the main event. It's very, it's do de yes. to, um, to have a cool-down match, isn't it, before the main events? Yeah. Sometimes you'll even put a match um, featuring wrestlers of a whole other gender um, in as your cool down match um, but that's not what happened here no that's only if you hate women yeah that <laughs> if you hate women and you uh, get touchy when people point it out yeah um, yeah so first half main event was a hotly anticipated match between um, Aussie Open yeah. and CCK uh, not quite CCK no because you broke the wolf didn't you yeah 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 yeah, we yeah. talked about this before. You yeah. broke the wolf. Yeah. So they declared it a shit wolf open challenge. Yeah. Of sorts. So anyone who came to the show wearing a kid Lycos match, which you can buy, um, at, kid Lycos mask. Merch, yeah. Yeah, mask uh, at um, merch stores and from Rev Pro online. Yeah. Um, was deemed eligible to be uh, in the running to partner Chris Books for this particular match. Yep. Um, and um, rather embarrassing. I don't think anyone took him up on that. Um, so I think no. I think there was one fella because there was, was, there, was a, there was one guy in a Lycos mask who had glasses on, and they oh, were like, right. and they were "I like, can't have somebody with glasses. He right. won't see what he can't see what he's doing." Right. Yeah. Um, um, so they picked some fellas out of the crowd. Uh, one of plants. Whom, yeah. One of whom was very obviously Connor Mills. Yeah. There, there were a bl- bunch of bloody plants. Yeah. Um, and they, they brought him into the ring and, and then they were joined by another person that they didn't choose out of the crowd who had, had chosen himself out of the crowd yeah um, he also had a Lycos mask on but um, he also had Pete Dunne's coat and singlet yeah and Pete Dunne's tattoo on his knee yeah um, I, saw, yeah. I, I think it might have been Pete Dunne yeah you know what turned out it was Pete Dunne yeah, off the Pete telly Dunne. it was Pete Dunne that Pete Dunne off the telly WWE superstar yeah. Pete Dunne um, so it turned out to be Aussie Open versus uh, Pete Dunne and Chris Brooks. Now they've been tagging a bit in Lucha Forever. Yep. Uh, since the Wolf got injured. Yep. Um, to uh, great reception and um, no different tonight, was it? Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and the, the from Lycos's got involved as well. Yeah, a lot of messing in. around. There was. It was not a serious match. No. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. There was something. There was a couple of things that kind of bugged me about this match a little okay. bit. Shoot, that Brighton doesn't already love the Australians. Yeah, I, and do you know what? Actually, I wonder whether the Australians have been a bit spoiled. Yeah. By Fight Club Pro and Attack. Yeah. Because they're getting amazing reactions already in those companies. Yeah. And then when they go elsewhere, they're not. Yeah, perhaps they're, they're forgetting not, to do the the, the, the stuff that make to get us them there. love them. Yeah. yeah. So putting them in a like match against 
Pete, who, for better or for worse, is like universally loved in British wrestling right yeah. now, and is one of the most recognisable people yeah. in British wrestling. And Brooks, who's always kind of a bit of an internet darling. He's one of them cool blokes, isn't he? Yeah. People off the internet like him. Yeah, he's only got and, one sleeve on. And weirdly, now, you can actually make a good living being popular with people off the internet. Yeah. I mean, not us. No. No. Um, we are popular with people off the internet. Yeah, not popular enough. No. Um, um, but, yeah, so, so like, they were kind of in there fighting a bit of a losing battle because... There were moments where people were booing them. Yeah. And there wasn't really how the match was set up. No. That was actually, again, another one of the things about this show that kind of fell a little bit flat for me was who were the bad guys? Yeah. There weren't loads of bad guys. Yeah. It was when, cert- when certain people came out, it's like, am I, am I booing him? I want to boo Chris Brooks all the time. Yeah. Um, I wanted to boo James Castle, but some people were cheering James Castle. I wanted to boo B Priestley. But some people were, were cheering being Priestley, so I, I, I just didn't know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but even that. like like the Chris Ridgeway Sexsmith match, yeah. like people were cheering Sexsmith, but were they supposed to be booing Chris Ridgeway? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't wasn't established, was it? No. Um, but it was a, it was a good match. We got to see all the the staples. Yeah, uh, and more. All the good stuff. Yeah, uh, we got to see Mark Davis hit raw meat. We're calling Chris it Brooks. raw meat. We, we approached Mark Davis with the proposal for the name Raw Meat for his um, kind of pull-up pile driver yeah. move. Um, he didn't seem so keen on it, I don't think. Yeah. He said, I'll put it in the pile. Yeah, we know what that means. It means Jim Smallman's going to get final approval. I've seen yeah. him on Twitter being very pally-pally. Wow. Um, Smallman obviously bored. Pally-pally, that's where they're doing strict, strong style six. That's true, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alley-alley-pally-pally. Pally. Yeah. Um, I bought a t-shirt as well. Yeah. Even though That's I, not have enough fu- to get I have some... fundamental issues with the name Aussie Open, I still gave them money. Yeah. And they, they've rejected my naming of... This is the thing, though. Just because you paid £20 for a t-shirt doesn't give you naming rights on moves or firstborn children. Mate, back in the day, £20 to a Britrest star would get you a reach around. £20 is like three days' work, isn't it, for a yeah. 2002 Britrest star well it was under under my rate but. yeah um, but yeah really enjoyed that match uh, it was the first half main event uh, and really loved it and everyone seemed to be having a really good time without being too self-indulgent yeah 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 they read the room yeah I mean I, I, and I, I probably actually I mean in fairness and we'll come on to this a little bit later there was some self-indulgent stuff but even then Maybe they read the room. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just. Maybe us. they read 99% of the room. Yeah, not just our little bit of the room. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So another love the grabs. Third, because we like the power of three. Right. Yeah. Another love the grabs. Power of three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I we, we might slightly disagree on this, but it's, it's a good excuse for a, a chat. Right. Go on then. I am gonna put bang. Bang. Yeah, bang. Uh, because I don't see him that often. Uh, because we, we are... Why did you say now. bang? Bang. I'm putting him in. Bang. Oh, right, OK. Um, I'm going to put Chris Ridgway in there. Now, Chris Ridgway is from up north. Yeah. He used to be from quite a way up north. 
uh, out in Barrow and Furness, which is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and now I think he's from Liverpool, but they're still quite north, so yeah. we don't get to see him a lot uh, in the Midlands and down south. And so we got to see him tonight. It was against Jack Sexsmith, and I I really like Chris Ridgway. Um, I do, however, and this is something you may agree with me on. Um, I don't think he's particularly used well in a lot of places. Would you agree with that? Um, I mean, maybe. <coughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. I told you I wasn't very well. <clears throat> that was a cough. Um, I don't see him in lots of places, so I don't yeah. really know how he's used in lots of places. I mean, I know he's been doing some quite high-profile stuff with Lucha Forever, but... I don't see all of Lucha Forever's shows, so yeah. I don't really know what they're doing with him. I, but I often see him going 50-50 with people who I probably expect him to be a bit more dominant with. Yeah, and, and maybe you could say that about today's match yeah. a little bit. So he had a match with Jack Sexsmith, yeah. that um, ultimately Sexsmith won. Um, Sexsmith kind of doing his... Is progress. I am actually good at wrestling. Yeah, take shtick. me seriously. Um, Wearing other boots. And at first, I, I will say, come the end of the match, I was on board. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, at first, I was a bit like, well, this is an odd pairing um, because Sexsmith is all personality, and to me. Ridgeway is a bit of a void of personality, a bit of a blank slate. Um, I first saw Ridgeway, God, three years ago, hmm. maybe four years ago, three, let's say three years ago, um, at a little show in Birmingham. And my first impression was, he looks like a wrestler. Was that a, um, a pro wrestling kingdom? It might have been, yeah. That might have been his debut. Maybe, maybe. He, I, I was listening to him on Flash Morgan Webster's podcast, and, and I think that might have been the first time he ever got paid to wrestle. Right, okay. Um, and yeah, my main impression was he looks like a wrestler. Yeah. And he still very much looks like your archetypal indie wrestler. Maybe not so much in the UK. He looks like an American indie wrestler. Yeah. Like, he looks like Johnny Kickpads. Like, he does a lot of kicks, he's got abs, he looks good. Like, if I was, you know, if I was that way inclined, I would be very excited to see Chris Ridgway. Hmm. Um, unless I've got a particular aversion to tribal tattoos, and I yeah. do. I do have a particular aversion to tribal tattoos. I just want to know what tribe he's from. Uh, the Ridgway tribe. Right. Yeah. Um... And I just want, I don't know, like, I think he's got a lot of the tools. Like I say, he look, he, you know, he looks a million bucks. Um, and he's, he's perfectly sort of capable in the ring. I just want to know who he is. I want to know what he is. Like, I don't think in British wrestling in 2017, you, you're going to sort of excel by not really having... It doesn't have to be a massively colourful gimmick... But you need to have something. I I think that you can do that, but you you have to kill people. 
Um, he's got to go places and generally kill people. Well, he's got to do what Tommy End has been doing for the past few years. And he's a very similar wrestler to Tommy End in a lot of ways. Um, not just the tattoos, but he, you know, he's striking, um, his throws are, are, are very kind of martial arts based. And I'd like to see him just, someone give, give a, a bit of a run with him, put him on top, um, and put him in, perhaps put him in with some top, top guys. I mean, Lucha Forever last night, uh, he had the title match with Mark Haskins. Right. Um, I'd really quite like to see that. See, I, I can see why you might like to see it. I would be concerned that I would my, my eyes would roll into the back of my head because there's so little personality in the ring. Yeah. I'm being re I'm being harsh. I, I think it's just because I want. I always look at stuff and I want it to be as good as humanly possible, and. I think Ridgeway is just missing something. I don't think it's teaming with Sexsmith, no. which is what's coming out of this. Yeah. The the idea of Ridgeway being, I don't know. Maybe maybe you can have some fun with it. But the thing is, he's not so like he's not like Grumpy Haskins, straight faced. No. He's still kind of just like a young lad who's kicking people and he's kind of just you know he's just a normal bloke yeah he's I, not like super intense I want to see more of him yeah and I want to see him used in a more badass way yeah um, but yeah it was really good to see him tonight and I hope I'm going to see more of Chris Ridgway yeah I mean so we talked earlier about um, well I'm just going to touch on this real quick okay we, we talked earlier about progress and yeah. what they could be doing that isn't simply booking all of Fight Club Pro's talent yeah. and piggybacking off the buzz that they've got because that's kind of and what's happened a yeah, little bit yeah we're not the only bit. ones to say it no um, it, you know, people are getting a buzz in Fight Club Pro and then appearing in progress and, and if it was one person getting a buzz in Fight Club Pro and appearing in progress another person getting a buzz in IPW UK and then appearing in progress and you know progress being a kind of a melting pot the best of yeah which at its size and stature is is understandable yeah um, but at the moment it just seems it's, it's just Fight Club Pro yeah I mean I think you could apart from James Drake and Paul Wolfgang um, you could uh, you could probably point at pretty much every debut major debut that they've had outside of their own guys are, are fight club yeah like for the past couple of years yeah i've been fight club people like talking your travis banks CCK. your cck um and now obviously the current sort of trio that are coming up um omari and aussie open and millie mckenzie and millie mckenzie on the discounted women's show yeah. um but chris ridgeway I mean, he, he's one of those guys that whenever Progress put up a thing or somebody asks a question, who should Progress book? Chris Ridgeway's one that always kind of comes yeah. to the top of those lists, partly because he's got a beard and tattoos. Yeah. Um, and so do 90% of the people who work for Progress, or at least they did for a good period. He's, he's um, done podcasts with Jim Smallman and Glenn Josephs. Yep. 
So there's obviously a relationship there. And yeah, it is, it's weird that someone like Chris Ridgway, specifically Chris Ridgway, but also other people like Chris Ridgway. Um, Sonna Dersen was another one yeah. that we mentioned uh, from up north. Um, haven't got that progress yeah. looking. So kind of mix things up just a little bit so it's not so fight yeah. club But so you throw Chris Ridgway in there and they could, you know, they could push him to the moon. Yeah. And, and progress are quite good at trying to focus on people's personalities. Yeah. Do that with with Ridgeway and he could be a real star. But yeah. hey ho. Shall we get on to the flip side? The flip side of the loving the grass. The flip side. Yeah. And that's the not my grass. Oh yeah. I forgot we did that. Yeah. Um what you got for me? What you got for now, me? Now as always, this is very much we, we have to say not my grass because it, it's definitely other people may have liked it but for us it just didn't work and particularly I'm, I'm going to put the actual main event yeah. in there yeah, yeah, because yeah. the majority of the crowd fucking loved it yeah however I found it over long on a show that was already running long yeah uh, and self-indulgent to the max yeah um, now I'll, I'll preface this as you just have by yeah it very much not my grabs there were like it was clear that the crowd were into it the crowd had been sort of into pretty much everything all yeah. night um, and also there are people in that match that I am really really into like Osprey is one of the best in the world right now. Um, Ashley Dunn, I got loads of time for. Like, I think he, you know, I think he's kind of one of the sort of more underrated guys in the country. Um, and even, I mean, uh, as problematic as he is, I've always enjoyed Paul Robinson in progress. Like, can we just have a little chat about this? I, Paul Robinson, was one of my favourite wrestlers. Yep. Uh, I love to watch him wrestle. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Um, I always suspected he's a bit of a knobhead. Because um, he was so convincing. Yeah, as as a like a rat-faced shithead. Yeah. Um, and it turned out perhaps he is a little bit of a rat-faced shithead in real life. But it has affected my enjoyment of watching him. Tonight, I, I didn't enjoy watching him. And... We all have our thresholds with problematic wrestlers in these woke times that we live in. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's the first time. I mean, Sebastian maybe as well, but that's more to do with his actual personality rather than any problematicness. Um, but it's the first time where I've watched a wrestler and really kind of had an issue with watching him. Yeah, because, like, part of the fun of wrestling is going along with the show and cheering the people you cheer and booing people you boo, even though, you know, you might actually get on with them quite well if, yeah. you, if you sat down and chatted to them afterwards. But if you're supposed to boo someone and also you probably think they're pretty awful in real life, it's not so fun. Like, no. it's not so fun. It's not so fun to boo 
like you, you could boo the pantomime villain but if you go to the courts and wait outside for the um, you know accused paedophile to come out not you're not going to boo them are you no. I'm not saying that's not what Paul Robinson's been no, accused of um, but uh, you know to like somebody who you genuinely have a bit of a problem with it, it kind of loses that theatre uh, theatrical element to it but all that aside again part of the problem was who's the good guys and who's the bad guys in this match yeah there seemed to be two teams with one person so, like there were four people in this match yeah two teams of two one of them was playing a bad guy yeah, and he, even then he wasn't really like he was. He did some stuff, but he kind of was just like Osprey's mate, who you think is a dickhead. Yeah, although Robinson had no choice but to play the heel. The whole room hated him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, there were a lot of progress fans there as well. Yeah. Like instantly, some of the reactions he got when he came out were purely based on people having seen him in progress. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that was confusing. Like, uh, so made it a little bit difficult to sort of invest in it. But then, Osprey was in Osprey on holiday mode. Yeah, I mean he is on his holidays. Yeah, it, it, no. whenever Osprey's outside of New Japan these days, when he's back in the UK, it seems like it's Osprey messing about on holiday. Now, I don't always have an issue with that I just think it was compounded tonight by the fact that not only was he perhaps on holiday mode, he's also in with his mates yeah you know, Osprey on holiday mode against you know, another top guy is fine, Osprey on holiday mode against his mates yeah one of the other problems with the match was and they tried to do it at the end of the match. So, South Coast Connection, is that what they're called? Yep. Um, they won. They they, they beat yep. the Swords of Essex. And then Osprey put them over massive on on the microphone afterwards. Yeah. They could, The whole match could have been built around that. No. The whole match could have been built around making them two look like stars. Yeah. But it kind of, the first two thirds of it, was built around Osprey messing about and them two looking like idiots. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just weirdly structured. I um, mean, the whole... Um, the, a lot of the card was weirdly structured tonight, I would say. Um, there was perhaps a little more agenting needed, um, particularly the main event. I'd say we're very self-indulgent. It was like, do what you like. Um, but throughout, we saw a lot of the same moves, a lot of the same spots. Um, and it just needed a bit more of a kind of... Yeah, you know, maybe. An iron hand. I mean, that's kind of indie wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it has been levelled at good wrestling before. Yeah. Uh, at yourself. Um, and maybe that is kind of the charm of shows like this, maybe. Yeah, it's part of the charm. seeing people... And, Again, this. really have to kind of put our sort of we are doing a podcast 
and we are generally quite sort of analytical about yeah, well, I mean, wrestling. But loads of people were having a great time. Oh yeah, loved it. Um, well, shall we move on to? The, we'll move on to another yeah. not my graps, and that kind of plays into that. There were some people who loved it, but were kind of dickheads as well. Yeah, just shouting stuff. Yeah, there were at one point in the show in um, it was in the CTK match. Yeah. Um, I don't know what what prompted it actually. No. I think it was when Pete. It was when they were doing the do a spike pile driver thing. Yeah. So Pete had maybe it was Kyle Fletcher's head between his legs. He was yeah. going to do the pedigree, the spike pedigree. It was yeah. that was the joke. Yeah. Um, some people in front of us started chanting suck his dick yeah um and the, yeah I, and I told I you know I said that's stupid but like you I don't know can you really confront people like what are you doing yeah like stop shouting nonsense yeah um and there were also lots of shouts of wrestling yeah but when when you usually hear that it is usually there's two places where you hear it there's the the place that I don't like it used when there's been some really good wrestling um, usually kind of technical chain wrestling um, which is just don't don't do that well because um, so the pro- can we just can yeah. I, I'm going to kind of elaborate on what the problem with that is and actually it was I, I remember watching a PWG show where that happened and Kevin Owens nay Steen was on commentary and was like and called and called the audience dickheads for doing it because it's kind of what you're doing is going yeah thanks for doing the wrestling now finish doing that yeah like that's not yeah that's not fun um, the, the it's kind that, of sarcastic isn't it the bit that I like it used is when something is happening in the wrestling ring that is so far away from wrestling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that you shout wrestling because you're like yeah. well this is wrestling I yeah. suppose um, but these people just were, were just shouting it yeah uh, there was obviously a lot of alcohol imbibed. Yep. There was one fella in front of us who, who just he really wanted to connect. Like every few minutes, he was turning round and yep. trying to sort of talk to people, but he wasn't really saying anything. No, and we like making friends at shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we love that. I'm just I'm not great with really drunk people. No. Um, he did tell us that Paul Robinson looked like his mate's dad. Yeah. Whose name was also Paul. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just... I, I struggle with drunk shouting yeah. in and out of wrestling. Um, and it's just maybe I have to think, is what I'm going to shout? It, is it funny? Well, there was some stuff during the Spike Trivet. I'm calling him Trivet. Yeah. He's chosen the name Trivet. Trivet. Yeah. Surely he's chosen that specifically as that double Trivet, yeah. Pronunciation. Yeah. So that people can at some point call him Trivet. Yeah. And he can get indignant about it. Yeah. It doesn't seem to nobody seemed to have done that just yet. Yeah, there's um, lots of shouting. But there was lots of like um how's your trust fund doing? Yeah. It's like well, probably just fine. Yeah, because he's already established that he's not working for a living, so yeah. It doesn't really matter. Can we just say, right, while we're talking about Spike Trivet, um, we didn't see his Trivet tonight. So no. That, that was, no, no, no. But um, he, did a, he did a bit of my work at the beginning of the match, um, and I really liked him. 
Yeah. yeah. He, um, he came out and he uh, did a bit about how wrestling fans are uh, all about everyone's welcome except him because they assume that he's a Tory. He's never come out and specifically said he's a Tory, um, but they assume he is and thus he's not welcome. And I thought that was really clever. Uh, and I thought his general mic work was really good as yeah. well. Uh, he controlled the crowd quite well. And it was difficult yeah. because, you know, and they tried to do the Zach Gibson thing with him where they'd wait for him to start speaking then give him booze. And yeah. he even handled that quite well. Um, so, thumbs up yeah. for, for Spike Trivet. Yeah, and that's one of those things, isn't it? Like, the, the, the progress school of trainees has always been sort of strong on, isn't it? Like, yeah. character stuff. Yeah, um, and, and his work seems fine as well. So, perhaps he's one to watch. Although, I still don't like... I'm the, not a fan. I mean, because he is pretending to be a Tory. Yeah. Um, I still don't like that because, as we've said before, they won, and I don't want to see them <coughs> ever again. No. Um, and the only way I do want to see them is if they're getting horrible beatings, and he's too good for that. And he didn't get a horrible beating today, no, did he? He, he won. Well, he won. Well, did he win? No, he didn't win. Didn't he win? No. He beat Daryl Allen, didn't he? No, he, he didn't. It was inconclusive. Oh, of course, yeah. Which Okay, let's get on to our... Um, last not my graps then okay yeah which um is fire alarm please <laughs> evacuate the building yeah um completely out of control out of the control yeah, of the organizers like nothing to do nothing riptide could have done no no um, you don't want this to happen on your shows yeah uh, but occasionally it happens what i will say is although fire alarms are definitely not my graps uh the security doing their job and insisting that everyone leaves while the fire alarm is going on, very much my grabs. Yeah, well, well done. Yeah, security the guys. The, um, the announcer was, said, "Everyone, just remain where you are." The announcer, uh, who very odd. Yeah, looked like a, a cross between Magnum TA and Paul Calf. Yeah, he was um, kind of like an unfinished comedy character. Yeah, I did like his uh, progression. Of the one fall. Oh, did you? You like that, did I you? I did, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, before our entire listenership, call the internet's Alan Boone out on being a massive hypocrite because he chanted along with the one fall. Did I just call chant and along with the one fall? It's all part of the same thing. Basically, this guy, one of my problems with one fall yeah. is that matches aren't decided under one fall they're decided under a fall a submission or a knockout right a fall is just it's short for pinfall. oh well so okay so your problem with everybody doing that is that it's incomplete oh no i have i have other problems with it but one of my problems is that it's right. incomplete. but this guy he has subverted this and so his thing is to go this match is under one fall and then everyone goes one fall and then he says one submission and then everyone eventually no, you're, started you're, repeating you're one back, submission you're backtracking and then it was or one knockout to decide the winner you're backtracking no you are trying to cover your tracks because you Alan Boone are a hypocrite I am a hypocrite but not at this particular yeah no you are you, no. You, you, you did a one fall everybody saw it you should be ashamed of yourself I am not ashamed if anyone knows me 
by now from listening to 40 odd episodes of this podcast it's that I have no shame that's true you are a disgusting human yes so yeah the fire alarm went on and we all went outside but the fire alarm was going on uh, it went off during the Spike Trivet Daryl Allen match yeah and they had an opportunity to finish the match several opportunities to yeah, finish yeah yeah they could have um, chose not to and so when we all filed back in we were told it was a no contest yeah it was inconclusive yeah uh, it had not ended um, and that was the last we saw of Daryl Allen you know yeah that might be the last we ever see of Daryl Allen you never know who knows yeah so yeah that was um, out of their control but it's not what you want to happen yeah it's not my grabs no having to evacuate is not my grabs no um, put simply I did not enjoy that yeah so that evacuation and the evacuation in the wimpy that wasn't flushed <laughs> very much not my grabs for today yes and that was Riptide yeah um, they've announced another date in November which yeah. looks like it's probably going to shape up to be a lot of fun they announced a big main event of Keith Lee Jimmy yeah. Havocs I'm yeah. calling him Jimmy Havocs from now on Keith Lee's yeah. Jimmy Havoc. No, Keith Lee. And Matt Riddles. The Riddler. The Riddler. Uh, in a three-way. Ladder match, table match, two out of three, four. Who knows what it is? Uh, whatever it is, I'd watch them three just have a, have a chat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quite interesting sneeze. Oh, I'm, um, I'm having a, a bloody nightmare over here. Now, I don't know what this podcast is going to sound like. Me coughing and spluttering and sneezing. Road noise. I, Your I would, voice. <laughs> I would very much like to go to that show. I probably won't, though. No. I'd like to go back to Riptide, um, but for two things. One, I've got a pretty full schedule for the rest of the year. Yeah. November's pretty crazy at the yeah. moment. Um, we've had to add an extra show in because Andy Quilden. Um, and remember, everyone, just think at those moments, those trying moments. What would Andy Quilden I'm do? not getting on board with that. Um, he has seen fit to bring over Torriano. Yeah. Um, so we've had to jump on board that. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to go, um, but getting to Brighton to Borlake on a Friday. On a Friday. Well, any day really. If they'd done, a, if they moved to Saturday, yeah, it'd be a lot easier. I've been to Brighton on Saturday. It's still a ball. Oh yeah, no, it'll be really busy, but yeah. it'll. It'll. What they need to do is they need to. I won't, I won't have to call in sick at work. No. They need to... He didn't call in sick, if you're listening nationwide. If you... <laughs> um, well, that... I oh, no, you've know. revealed my employer yeah. to the world. <laughs> um, yeah, you work in that little house. Yeah. Um, yeah, what they need to do is have their show start at, like, 3am. And then we can drive down when the roads are nice and clear like this. Yeah, but this is a struggle. It's 1am now. Yeah, but, you know, it's not so bad. Um, but yeah, I would definitely go to Riptide again. I probably will. Yeah, at some point. Cause at some point. I quite like Brighton. It's yeah. a bit Brighton at times. Uh, I enjoyed the the look of the vegan food in the pub uh, that we went to. Yeah. Uh, I presume the hot dogs at the, the venue were the vegan ones. They, they, I don't know. I think they were because I, I think the catering was the same as the uh, pub that we oh, went was to. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Brighton a lot. If I was going to do that again, I might look to stay yeah. over. Yeah. If if you are south of London, 
Um, go to Riptide. Yeah, and Brighton's easy to get to from, from yeah. well, from London. Yeah. Um, yeah, go check it out because they are doing something fun. People are enjoying it. I enjoyed it for the most part. And uh, it was really nice as well tonight. We, we talk about the people that we meet when we go to these things. I saw an old friend tonight, Dean Ayers. Uh, my old commentary partner from back in the days. Would you like me to pick that up for you, sir? It's not a name drop. Oh, the Dean Ayers. Yeah, Twisted Genius. Um, yeah, I saw Dean there. It's local promotion for him. He's, I think he's been to all their shows. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see him. We had a little bit of a chat. He's doing a podcast of his own at the moment. Um, I think it's called Because WCW. Right, uh, yeah. And they're looking at old WCW stuff. Okay. Um, second episode just been recorded. So track that down. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hope to run into Dean again. Um, he gave me some juicy IPW UK gossip. I'll tell you off air in a minute. Oh Lord, I look forward to hearing yeah. it. All good, all good stuff. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, so cheers, Dean. I wanted some bad stuff. I've got no bad stuff. I like bad gossip yeah. about bad people. Um, okay, cool, right. So we've done a podcast in the car. Yeah. Who knows what it's going to sound like? Get it up on the internet. Um, maybe people slag us off. <laughs> oh, that, I'm not bothered. Um, I am. It is now five minutes past one in the morning. Yeah, we're just coming up to the M1. That oh. podcast was recorded in the entirety of our journey on the M25. Yeah, so, you know, maybe it's the best thing to have happened on the M25 in many, many moons. Um, so, do you know what? We are back... Well, we'll have an episode next week. Well, we're back on Wednesday. Oh, we're back on Wednesday, aren't we? Yeah, because yeah. we were supposed to be going to IPW One Wrestling in Milton Keynes. Got moved to next week. Yeah. So um, we will be back on Wednesday. Um, and then we'll see. Maybe we will have another show next weekend yeah. if we feel it necessary. Yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? The world is our oyster. Weird, oh, man. Yeah. What? I, I, I understand that phrase. Um, it's got pearl in it. Yeah. I don't if know. If you know the reason behind the phrase, uh, the world is my oyster, yeah. uh, or even why Occam's razor is so cool, yeah. uh, let us know. We can't bother to look these things up anymore. We rely on you. I might have to start an etymology thread on the Facebook group. Should we start an etymology podcast? No, there are, there are already etymology are podcasts, oh. yeah. Um, so get on the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, say nice things about us yeah. um, say nice things about us on the internet you can um, at us on twitter at love the graps I'll tell you what particularly fun on the facebook group slag off that Ashley Dunn yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, don't do that don't do that um, at love the graps at muscly babies for um, how much you enjoy my work um, at indie sleaze for how much you dislike Alan um and until next time, uh, drive home safely and go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had